Welcome to our podcast where we share our experience as first-generation Haitian Americans through our different perspectives on our culture while creating a safe space. I'm Elisa Fania. I'm Soraya, and today we have some special guests uh, joining us from all over the East Coast. We'll start with the most north. Hey, I'm Greg. Hey, Greg. Returning, yeah. Returning, yep. Returning, Kazo. Hello, I am Eloria. Hey, Eloria. We call her uh, Lori or Tilolo for short in the streets. That's how she's known. And we have Julian. Or Juju, I believe we discussed. Juju on that beat. This is true. I think you actually like that. You like that nickname, so we're going to make it stick. I think I want to put Juju on that beat when you introduce yourself. That's perfect. We'll edit that in there. Um, (laughs) Well, well, don't, because there's somebody named that, and we don't want to get sued this early on. (laughs) Yeah, later, when we actually have money for them to take. What about that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right, so let's get it started. And we'd like to start off by saying thank you, Lisa, for asking. Um, It is a lovely, beautiful morning and just all good things, all good things. What's up with you? Sakpase with you, Lisa. You know, just manifesting thing. I had my event. Um, Check the rhyme. I was on stage, guys, with the microphone and all. Yeah. Yes, you were. In front of people that I don't know. (laughs) She did well. She did really well. And some good things came out of that. Yeah, I have a residency now um, at the location. So every last Thursday of the month, I'm going to be at a location doing Check the Rhyme, which is basically an album discussion, like a book club, but for albums. Yeah, so that... (laughs) <laughs> Making moves out here. Making moves. You know, trying to be as creative as I can. Sac passe, Greg. You know, not living on this early morning. Literally. Uh, Literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything's good. Work, school, the usual. And Lori, Tilolo, sac passe. Not living. It is Sunday morning and. I am tired. However, <laughs> I, am, I am about to live in. Hopefully, it's true. Juju. Juju, I'm the same. It's Sunday morning. I have my coffee. I'm ready to talk about dating and make sure that I don't put anybody on blast. Hey, shout out to not putting anyone on blast. Yeah, that's part of my history. Y'all have problems. <laughs> and that brings us to our next segment. So what is everyone talking about this week or for the rest? Yeah, After so- April 18th, was it? Lori, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> she just couldn't stand it. It was just coming out of her pores. Beyonce basically just like Give us blew life. our heads up. Like, <laughs> she like mine was death than life. No, no, no. mine's <laughs> was just encouragement of just <clears throat> like you can if you really stay consistent, work hard on it, and just like know that you have a good support system. Like you right. can do whatever the fuck you want to do. And we're talking about Beyonce's homecoming, we're which was the Coachella. Um, Coachella performance and she adds like just the preparation and the process 
of getting ready for this and it's something to watch and we want to hear you guys yeah the boys what did you think of homecoming oh awkward um <laughs> haven't seen it yet okay that's fair <laughs> Corey, what did you think of the beyonce homecoming because i know you saw it did i <laughs> she knew the answer before i even how many times did you see it so the actual homecoming one, I've only seen that twice. But it's the same concert that I was streaming like when it came out. So we're not going dis- we're not gonna disrespect. We, um, I apologize in advance, Beyonce. I know you won't hear this. And I really apologize that we like we're didn't just, wait. We didn't. We just. We were just that's so. We, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I did it too, and I really. I took I the audio because I don't know how to do that. And so. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Nobody told me that there was going to be a movie about it, so I thought that was my only option. That's okay, right? And <laughs> it was great. This time, it was even better. It was like the film was better. Yeah, the audio the too. Was just better. You heard the background it figures? Was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. But it was. how many and times did you have you seen it? explain everything behind, behind it, seeing the like, auditions and stuff. I'm like, man. Especially like being around, like, I'm not a fan of ABC, but being around fam, I'm like... This is nice. You know, there's actual people up there. So, like, people I would recognize at this school. Like, that's a dope experience happening. It was cool. It was cool. It was She's She's amazing. The fact that she's able to make everyone feel a certain type of way, like, and be so black. And be so black. But not only that, my other thing is the people that don't respect her and don't believe that she's the great. Like, don't talk to me. Like, <laughs> and that's just a whole nother podcast in itself. But yeah, that's what we're <laughs> listening to. That's what's giving us life. Greg, when you get the chance, you will enjoy watching just that. Just text us. Just she text is us not only beautiful, like performance wise, but she is a great, like, the performance itself is gonna, like, give you some sort of other respect, I feel. So yeah, this one, like, it made me humanize her more that she was, like, after she had her, her babies and, like, she was so disconnected from her bodies and like all these women that have been dealing with that um for them to understand like this person who is on such a high level like they can do it too like you can it's just she just it just made uh, thank you beyonce just thank you <laughs> i have a couple problems with it <laughs> Whoa. so Whoa. i think actually the the segment is over <laughs> no i want to hear your point what is it there was a countdown that showed the time that she had the baby to the time mm-hmm. that Coachella started. Mm-hmm. It was like 180 days. Mm-hmm. She had a very complicated pregnancy. She had an emergency C-section. She had high blood pressure. In 188 days, she went from wherever. I forgot how much weight she had. 218 like 50 pounds. pounds. 218 oh my, pounds. To being regular Beyonce in 180 days. It was I actually the 100. For six months. Did you hear what she cut out of her diet, Julian? Did you hear Everything that? Everything. But water and air. That's pretty <laughs> much what, yes, that's what she said. And she said she was hungry. Remember that part? <laughs> I still, but you know what? I stand for her before and I stand for her again. And here's the one other thing that I'll say is really good about this is Coachella is a very, very white concert. I and didn't realize how white it was. It's very white, like Starbucks is the whitest neighborhood white. 
And if you watch acid. that documentary, the hands <laughs> that she has in the concert are mainly black people. Yeah, they came to I see her. Like she was in the editing room and saying, nope, nope, yes, yes, yeah. them, yes, them. Because it was, there you was saw the same groups like four yes. or five times. Alright, so this week we're going to get into dating like Juju said, so we want to highlight kind of our upbringing as well as how dating is for us today. So Lisa, you want to hit them with the questions? Yeah, so when did you guys feel comfortable or bold to tell your person, your parents um, that you were dating? I felt comfortable, um, well kind of forced into saying it when I was in high school because that would be the only way I would be allowed to go out. But um, I don't think my mom officially actually wanted me to have a boyfriend or something. Probably boyfriend. <laughs> um, till I went to college. High school to college. It was a nice transition into adulthood in their eyes, I think. That's when you were grown. You were fast. Yeah. I'm grown. <laughs> Runs out now, the house. Now college. they know I'm grown. They don't. <laughs> what about you guys? I don't know. I... I feel like it wasn't really allowed <laughs> in my house so I kept it under wraps until yeah I guess late high school when I was kind of again forced into a situation where I had to admit <laughs> that it was going on because prior to that my only you know my only job was school my only thing I was allowed to date was school so uh, <laughs> um, makes no it sense was, yeah you know it was interesting and I guess someday they just expect you to you know kind of just be married but there's no dating allowed so I know so, yeah. it's so um, my experience is similar to yours but the man literally <laughs> told me that I had to we were like chilling at my house one day not a man and, um, the man <laughs> we were chilling at my house one day I was like between 16 um, and 17 he was just like, tell your parents that we're together. And I was like, no, they just know. They just assume. It's okay. Like, we don't have to. And he's like, no, no, no. Tell them. Like, tell them. And so um, I think that's disrespectful. If you're not ready to tell your own parents, I don't think anyone should make you. But that's just my two cents. Just being, you know, I had to be bold. But my parents, when I tell my parents, my parents is like, why is this man? I, we know the man is coming over. For a while, like yeah. we assumed, <laughs> we assumed that you guys were together, so there's no reason for you to tell us. And I was like, and they were okay with it. They gave me like between like 15 and 16 to start dating. Um, um, Julian. Um, I was always fine bringing girls around. My uh, parents were, you know, they they didn't really care too much. They would always have comments depending on who it was. So I used to just tell them stories about the person who I was dating so that way I can reduce the questions. So it wasn't a big deal. I just had to, uh, you know, lie about it. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents weren't like super religious. They weren't like putting in the religion factor in there or anything like that. It boiled down to just don't have babies. Um, uh-huh. And then, then all of a sudden it was like this, turn where I was like, oh man, I really want grandchildren. So the older I got, <laughs> oh, it turned into more of the grandchildren. Yeah. Oh, and the pressure is still on. I mean, I, I wow. 
Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, just wait on your time. I'm sure it's coming. No, no, because I remember um, we were, it was like a family party, and one of my mom's friends, or like the family friend, was just like, oh, you're a baby, so when are you going to have kids? And okay. Uncle Tony was there, and Uncle Tony's like, no, you ain't, you don't need no kids. Do yourself. Just be you. Enjoy life. You don't need no kids. You don't need a, you don't need a man. <laughs> just enjoy life. So for the fact that like they're pressuring you, Julian. I mean, well, I guess that's like common in families, but yeah. Uh, I mean, my you mom, are the oldest, right? What I yeah, I'm uh, I'm in a different phase. I'm at the phase where I can definitely support a family like tenfold, and I'm just not doing it. So they're looking at this <laughs> okay. as a a civic duty that I am not doing. This is equivalent to me not voting or paying my taxes to them. Society, you don't have to do societal pressures. But Laura, what were you going to say? I was going to say that my mom switched from kind of not really acknowledging the fact that I could date, like that's a possibility for me, to when I come back, she's like, oh, like, you know, you haven't found any. Like, it's okay, you know, to talk to boys. Like, it's all right. And I'm it's just like, weird how that transition happens. <laughs> it's so weird because I can say that I get that vibe from your mom, too, and from from uh, some of the others in our family where it's like they ask about, you know, my boyfriend now and, you know, how's everything? And they're like, oh, I'd love to go to a wedding. And I was like, good, go to a wedding. Like, <laughs> what are you, what'd you telling me for? <laughs> um, that ain't got yeah, but, right? <laughs> Growing up, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't have examples of dating. My, my mom was a single mom and she was mostly focused on just, you know, raising the family. And we didn't talk about boys at all. I think once my oldest sister started dating was when I was like, oh, okay, so this is allowed. Here's a boy, he's in the house. <laughs> Besides that, we didn't really talk about it. And I didn't even know how to interact with boys. So that was a whole thing. I didn't start dating until college, so. I didn't that explains really a lot. Oh. <laughs> and would you like to elaborate on that, Julian? Or just want to throw some shots out there? <laughs> that was just some early morning Sunday shade. Shade. Early morning Sunday shade, because it's just too bright out here. All right. Um, All right. <laughs> so, like, within the dating, like, between dating as from your youth to where you are now, um, how has being Haitian affected or influenced your dating lives? Hmm. I would say for me, I have dated, you know, multiple ethnicities and just you know. different types of people. <laughs> and I think now I'm more to look for people that have a Caribbean background. Uh, I mean, just our family's pretty big and we stay pretty close. It's just a different type of vibe. So now I look for, you know, people that have the big families that have the social gatherings and maybe some of the same type of experiences because when you date people so far outside of your cultural experience growing up, it can be, you know, uh, um, just 
different when you're talking about some, yeah, especially when you start going into like how you raise children and then, you know, how you were raised as a Haitian American versus some other, you know, uh, people that might not look at it the same way. It's just, for me, seems like it's an easier fit in a relationship with somebody that were, you know, Dominican, Haitian, Puerto Rican, somebody from the islands. So I say that's probably my biggest thing that I've noticed transitioning from like 25 to 30 when it comes to dancing or dating. But like even with that, Julian, um, because I've dated a person who came from like a really big family, like the same exactly like us. It was like Black American. It was very difficult for me, I guess, for us to like find our own voices because both of our families were like speaking. Like though we came, though we were Black. It was still like, oh, no, we're going to put influence in here. We're going to put influence in there. And it was just like this back and forth. And then going to like family functions, though they were like massive. It was just like a lot of people's thoughts that influenced, though we were young, influenced like our relationship. So I just that just to put that out there for you, because it's like even having a big family, like the, your spouse, your um, potential spouse having a big family it could cause some. Friction, friction and disruption. Oh, no, I completely get that. But it's always there is some crazy like stat that shows up online on some article somewhere. And it always talks about how people move less than 15 miles away from where they grew up. And it's kind of like you you stretch yourself away, but you always feel comfortable coming right back. I think that's what I'm more so looking for now is somebody that has that familiarity when it comes to like your parents were immigrants. You understand what it's uh, to be raised, you know, first generation, because those are totally different experiences. So not necessarily big families, but just that unique perspective of you have people the same that, value. yeah, same, yeah. like, yeah, based off of your upbringing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm an American, but I have a totally different view because I mean, I have a second side of me where, you know, it's not always been, we were, you know, we go back 200 years in the U S so. Right. Um, for me, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Laura. I'm, I'm going to take this one. Dating, I dated someone, a Haitian person, and that was very nice in that it was very familiar. We had references and, you know, I didn't have to worry about explaining things about like my family or, or about my mom because he knew <laughs> it was just like, don't tell my mom this. Don't do this. Don't, you know. You didn't have to do all that. Um, now I'm dating an uh, African-American, and it's just, you know, you have to introduce them to the culture. Um, he also comes from a smaller family, so it's very intimidating at first and overwhelming. And I'm not going to lie, it's something that comes up through the, com- through the relationship often. We um, are intimidating is what you're trying to say? Uh, are you guys not? <laughs> we as cousins are like we as cousins and as family. So when I say intimidating, it's just it's not like you're meeting the mom, the dad, and the sister. You're like, meeting the cousins, the aunts and uncles. They offer you a drink. You have to drink it and not frown. <laughs> like it's just so much stuff, <laughs> and and it's all at once because you know we have a family gathering every other day, so <laughs> yeah. um, you know yeah. we all we're always together. So 
it's it's good for me because then I like I'm able to it's not that I do this on purpose but it's like a test like are you able to handle it because this is like my everyday life this is what I'm used to and this is what I love about my family and this is what I want so it kind of like tests out the waters and lets them know this is what you're going to deal with I think that influences I guess what I value in a relationship so I think that there are some things that may be specific to Haitian culture and how Haitians um, show their love for each other. Like, I never really see too much, like, affection, to be honest. Um, Not even with my parents? I don't. No. Really? Uh, I, saw your, I saw your parents when I was in your house, maybe, but not, like, out and about. <laughs> Lisa's like, not even my parents. I, was like, I thought like my parents were very affectionate. I mean, they're the most affectionate out of the family. Them is Tony and Bubble. Yes. I feel like there's always, there's always a very, I can't say thin line because <laughs> they just don't cross certain boundaries. Um, and I think that that's how I've been with my relationship. I'm like, all right, yeah, like we're in public. Then you just stand next to me, and that's it. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> we so we're together by just being together all the time. <laughs> that is. Thank you. Why don't people understand that? <laughs> you, it's it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a cultural thing. I'm the same way. You guys don't like holding hands. No, it's sweaty, it's hot. Like, come on. We're not running away from the police. (laughs) That's the only thing. I'm not holding hands with anybody. It is everywhere. Right? I'm out. So this is, okay. Gregory, I want to get into that. Do you have... Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of, I agree with a lot of what was said prior. I will add, I think just... Um, I look for openness, not necessarily just uh, a certain, you know, background or anything, but just openness in terms of you're kind of walking into a war zone here with my family. So are you open to, you know, are you open to that for one? For Because I think on the surface, everyone loves that big family feel and oh, and this is so great. But are you open to that scrutiny? Are you also um, open to the fact that, you know, we as Haitians have a lot of little nuances about us as a culture, you know, and a lot of uh, come with a lot of superstitions and things like that. So like, are you open to navigating that space? Um, and you know, if you're not as cool, but it's going to be hard for you, you know, because like, family comes first for me. So, so going back to the topic, cause I'm like, this is fascinating. Cause I'm a very, very affectionate person. And I think it's like, I have seen it within the Haitian culture, um, of just not being showing affection. So this has like the affection thing. This has like, um, influence the way that you interact with your partner like you're not touchy-feely you're not not words of affirmation oh yeah my love language as a haitian american is it has to be service it's service and we're together doesn't that just mean we're together Service like words of affirmation. What are we talking about? I'm dating you. We're we're together. Oh my god, this is so good. Yes. Yes. to hear this because oh. I've I this is like kind of something I've been going through as well through my relationship when you're identifying what it is is your love language, and 
I always wondered, I was like, why is it that, you know, affection isn't like, I just don't like, yeah, we I, obviously I'm with you. Like, okay, <laughs> like, move, like, let's do something else. Let's, let's go, yeah. you know, wash this car. Let's go. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't, I don't know if it's because I mean, just the way people are raised. I wasn't used to hearing like, Oh, good job. Blah, 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 blah. It's kind of like you did what was expected of you. That's how I was like, if you got good grades, it was like, good. You got good grades because you were supposed to get good grades. Not because, you know, you're a special little boy. So then growing up, it was like, I never thought of like, well, I had to say you look good every single time. There's times where you look good, but like, I expect you to look good all the time because you and I are together and, you know, I just look at it as I'm not going to go outside embarrassing you. Why would you embarrass me? So we always look good together. Why would I tell you look good? Listen, no, this, no, this really, I know. You know what? That definitely, definitely resonated. I, I didn't understand it. I haven't understood it. And I think now that we're having this discussion, it makes a lot more like I'm not. It, why? Why would we be together if I didn't think these awesome things about you? 90 or more percent of the time. Like I wouldn't do myself that disservice to put myself in a situation where I didn't think all these awesome things about the person I'm with. Like, that's why we're here. So, um, the fact that I, I, I struggle with that a lot and I understand everyone has different like love languages and like needs different things and feels and gives loves and love in different ways. But that's something that I really have had to be, you know, informed about and, and really take time to learn about. Cause like, yeah, the whole words of affirmation thing, really difficult for me because I'm, I'm more of an acts of, acts of service kind of person. Yeah. I took your car this morning to go get a car wash. Because How much more do I need to say that I love you? Well, for me, I think because I'm completely opposite of all of you guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> like completely opposite. And I'm like, gosh, you guys are all like harsh. <laughs> like, damn. Like, I feel bad for all the people that you've been with because it's just like... Don't feel bad because this is... Too. It's now that we're having this conversation, I do too. Because now well, I'm yeah. not <laughs> Well, no, because me, it's like, it's not like a constant, like, oh, I need words of affirmation. It's just more of just like, hey, I like you. I like being, not even I like you, it's just like, you know, I had a good day with you today. One of those things. Where did you learn to say those? Like, who said that to you growing up? Because that's a thing. That wasn't, yeah, that was for my, my, I can speak for my own experience. My family, my mom. Used to say, my parents used to tell me, like, I love you all the time or like we got hugs all the time and so these hugs hugs what's a hug (laughs) it's it's so that's what I was saying in your house I did see that a lot and your parents are very because they lacked they didn't get that like that was the thing that they didn't get in when they were growing up from my understanding um, they didn't get that when growing up, so they wanted to give and shower their children with as much love and compassion as they can, because they're just like, this is what I wanted, this is what I needed growing up, and I didn't get that. Right, but I can notice a difference between you and your brother. You guys are raised in the same house, and he's not as affectionate as... He's starting to be. I think he's been open, because Woodley gives me hugs more often now than he did when he Because you young. demand them. Like you got you guys like like in, like you know impose that no no not like, even okay, that like, this is your love language but so I this see is how he interacts with you and stuff like that like I see him being more 
the people compared to like how he used to be. But he doesn't require hugs himself. He, I feel he like he gives it not, for other know. people. Yeah. 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 Like he's like, doing okay. it. Okay. Like, it's like, okay. You don't have to. Yes, we can do this. And I'm fine with it. <laughs> or I'll just ask you when I need it. Well, that's fascinating. That's really fascinating that your love changes because when you grow up as just a Haitian American, I mean that's yeah, has hugely influenced you all to not well, to show different acts of different acts of different love languages. I just did not hear lots of words of affirmation because there's just, I mean, you guys know there's lots of expectations of just what you're supposed to do. So mm-hmm. I never thought you have to repeat things that were just expected. And people like you, Lisa are very difficult to date. I mean, I've had to set reminders like every 10 days on my phone for certain people that I was dating. Have I given them a compliment? And it would come up every 10 days just so I can find a random thing. I could say, hey, your earring hoops are big today and those look cute. So. I'm working on it. But it's just like, it's more of, because my love language is like, I love to hear it once in a while, but it's more of like being there, um, like being there with somebody. So it's just like, for me, it's a little different where it's quality like time. quality time. So it's just like, I would, yep. though, like you're not saying it for the fact that you're giving me your time. Like I can that over overshadows like words of affirmation. But like at the same time when Julian I'm like, yo, you're doing a good job or like you're amazing at what you do or when I tell you guys all the time how fucking dope. And how do we look at you cousin when we tell you? When I told you guys that we're dope as fuck, like we're dope as fuck. Yeah, but we're like But that means nothing to me because I go, Yeah, of course. Or like and I'm like, All right. I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate it, but it's yeah, yeah like, keep it yeah. coming. Don't stop doing that. I still want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like it is. I don't so know. I'm like I can stop. I could just like tell you, hey, it's hard for me to digest. Like literally, my boyfriend will tell me I'm beautiful, and I look at him like, stop talking right now. And he's like, <laughs> said something fucked, and I'm like. I just don't, not that, I, I don't think I'm ugly, you know? It's not that I'm going around like, no, I'm an ugly, no, no. It's just, stop talking about it. I don't know, it's, it makes me uncomfortable, and it's weird, and that's something within myself that, you know, but it, it comes from my upbringing in that we just didn't talk about those things. We didn't, like, you know, they weren't like, oh, actually, that's a whole nother episode, to be honest with you, but um, we didn't, like, go around saying love you all the time. And, like, I, I remember I used to make cards, and that's when I would write I love you on them, like, if it was, like, Mother's Day or something, and then I would give it to her and run out the room because I didn't want any sort of reciprocation of affection. I didn't know how to handle it. Ma'am, that's a different podcast. And she yeah, would kind of just... Yeah, definitely. need to go back into that one. Nah. But well, no, something saying, you said, Lisa. It was from my upbringing of not, you know, the affection. I, I don't know how to digest it. So, okay. Thank you guys for, for just we leaving me up. <laughs> we did. Yeah, that's, another, that's another episode. All right. All right. We like, each have an individual therapy session. I go to therapy. I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> that, that could be a podcast, too. Haitians in therapy. Oh, that's definitely going to be a podcast. <laughs> that is definitely. <laughs> Um, so our final question is, um, we, we touched on it earlier for like briefly, though there's a difference of bringing somebody into our family to like the adult 
compared to the cousins, like the cousins, mm-hmm. um, in all sense, like, how is that, like, introducing, introducing others like, to for the me, the, well, I bring, like, randos, which I stopped, I have, I stopped, <laughs> I used to bring randos to, I like how she, she family. looked at everyone, I don't know if you guys saw it, but she said, <laughs> I have stopped. Pointing. It was like, I have, but yeah, like, I used to, like, prepare them. It was just like, hey, so the base of our cousins are in Miami, and it's like six or seven of us. So I'm like, hey, it's a lot of us. We are very opinionated. You don't get shade and rank throw, like, throw into your face. Just be prepared. That's a word. Rank. That's old school. Yeah. (laughs) How is it for you guys? Again, Julian has, I've never met any of Julian's. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you probably won't for a while um, because it's a lot easier for me to bring them. I've brought Tinder dates around my parents, um, and you guys haven't met people I've dated for, like, multiple years because it is difficult. And then also, too, is because for me, I know the moment that I introduce them to you guys, especially around Christmas, um, that's where it turns into a whole nother level because – I mean, it's a big event. Like, it's very big. And yeah, there's lots of... married, engaged. Yeah. I mean, people are getting engaged <laughs> in these things randomly. There's always just... It's a good time. And I think, you know, if you're not very serious about that person, it, to me, it's just intimate. And I don't want to bring anybody into that. And then also, too, is there's a lot of prep that goes involved. Like, I mean, if you ever watch, like, those shows with the president, they have, like, a handler. And they're like, hey, this is so-and-so from... Georgia and they care about oh, like yeah. clean oil. It's like, oh, hey, this is Soraya. Oh. She and I are going to fight. This is Vladimir. He and I are going to argue. <laughs> Lisa is going to talk about doing yoga at midnight and the, on a full moon. Oh my so, god, I remember. <laughs> these are all real things. So you have to. There's just a lot. So I don't feel like prepping somebody and bringing them into that environment when I know it's not something where, oh, they're going to be here for the next five Christmases. So, so that's stressful. why. It's so stressful. Hmm. That's I, all like, I don't, I don't, I'm not really that stressed about it, but that's really because I feel like when I look for someone to date, you kind of have to be able to automatically fit into those two environments. Like whether it's talking to the adults, like you better know how to finesse enough to make all of them like you. I don't care how you like, like what, you know, what you say, like just know, like you should know how to present yourself in a way that parents aren't going to be like, who the heck is this? And as for my cousins, like, even though you should have a good polished side, like you better know how to hold your own. Cause I'm not about to defend you. Look at you. even <laughs> If somebody start talking about you, cause you know, like you better be able to, one have fun because like that's kind of what the whole thing is about like kind of take things lightly and be able to uh, bounce off of like other people's jokes and stuff like that so it's kind of not a test but i'm like yeah you should already know how to do this i'm not going to give you <laughs> no types of disclaimers or anything here's my family um, go ahead and i'm do, not gonna lie do well <laughs> greg vladimir and bo I, I mean i can speak for us we sit in the corner we're just looking like all right, what's this bum about to come up in here and do? Because we already don't like his socks. Yeah, and we, and we got numbers, so it's not, you know, you better come ready. To me, I like, I, I also like bringing people in. Because um, I remember once, like, Fabrice brought a male friend into, like, a group, like, we were going out. And just seeing the dynamic between us as cousins and how close we were. 
I remember overhearing the kid. He was like talking to Fabrice and he was just like, man, like your family's so close. Like, this is amazing. Like, I don't even know what this looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's so like what, this. <laughs> so when I bring take a picture. In, <laughs> so when I bring people in, it's more of just like, especially if they may have come from a broken home, it's more of just like, look, this is possible. Like you can have a community with people that you love. Though they're gonna make fun of you, but like them making fun of you means that they like you. <laughs> like if you get raped, if you get shamed, you're love language. <laughs> you hear that, Julian? That's our love language. So the more I make fun of you, the more I'm like, hmm. Well, why didn't you have that same energy on Christmas when you got a 12 by 12 tile and bath salts and acted like you didn't know what was going on? <laughs> to be honest, I knew it was you as soon as I saw the tile. I was like, this, this nigga bought me a whole tile. Where am I going to put this? I'm First of all, okay. do you know how much time I put into that? I thought, I thought. Don't, don't tell me about time because I thought I won Christmas. Okay, so don't you tell me. So let's just really backstory back real quick. You did it know. like the day before. For, so for Christmas, we do um, Secret Santas, but it's not just like the gift, it's the presentation. It's also themed. It's a themed Christmas. No, we never do presents based off themes. It was just based off of like that was my present. Your you were the only well two people were. Uh, They definitely did a fight for the presentation and they won. First of all, they recreated the Black Panther scene. They didn't just have a fight. They recreated the entire Black Panther. Our theme was Wakanda Mm -hmm. Black Panther, and it was beautiful and. Well, it, it transitioned into making the presents about the theme. You made it. Cause oh I, my God. She's going to act like no one else did it. But <laughs> it was you with the other person, because I don't remember who that other person was. I don't know if it was Bo. Your brother. Yeah. Yep. He was shooting but it was people. just more of, and he did that last minute. Legit, it was like a last minute. Like, Please don't say that, because honestly, I thought he planned this out for a month. No, he did no, not. No, what? I think it was like All I saw course. was improvising. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've taken an improv class before. <laughs> That's what it is. I saw him prepping for it. So I know it only took him three hours before the Christmas party. I think he fell asleep in the middle of planning. Exactly. <laughs> uh, sorry, we took a little detour here. Can you bring the question back real quick? <laughs> Just bringing... Um, Bringing people. Oh yes, bringing people around the family. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back to kind of what Lori. To the cousins. Got you. Okay. Yeah, I'll go back to what Lori and what Julian kind of already said. But um, for one, I've I've come to notice over time. Like in the past, I think I was more liberal about that um, because I don't know. Uh, it just made sense. Um, I tend to keep super busy, so when I do have like time, you know, I, I like to combine as many people as I can into that time and and enjoy all that at once you know so like i it's nothing for me to bring a date or something around my family because my family are my friends like my cousins are my friends and you know i just like to mix those groups but i've come to find uh kind of like julian was saying especially as you know we age and stuff um i just approach the whole dating game a lot slower like i'm not in a rush to you know rush things to the highest level or anything so and i have that luxury of time i i i tend to think so um, it's kind of, I don't want to say risky, but yeah, a little risky when, when you take someone into that intimate space that is, you know, our family and our cousins group, um, 
because then it does propel and accelerate those conversations where it's like, no, I mean, nothing really changed from yesterday to today. I just, you know, we went to a family event together. Like I wasn't trying to propose tomorrow, you know? Um, they might so, take it that way. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> exactly. So like, you know, going back to what Julian was saying earlier, um, coming to realize that I'm much more hesitant um, to put myself and others in that situation until I'm ready for it, you know? But that being said, going back to what Lori was saying, um, it's kind of like, yeah, you, these are pre-vetted, you know, um, before we get there, like, uh, just, just on past experiences, um, that where I haven't, you know, been so thorough in that sense, like, and had to deal with the backlash of like, Oh, I, you know, I felt scrutinized because of this, that, and the other. And it's like, yeah, this is going to happen. So can you hold your own and not, you know? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta prepare them. There's like, if I were to do this like a week before, I'm just gonna go joke after joke after joke after my significant <laughs> other and go, this is what Soraya's gonna bring to the table. Are you ready? To no, you, I'm not gonna do that to her. No, like, it's gotta be a pre-haze before the haze is what I've learned. Um, because if not, then there's a lot of post-therapy that needs to take place and I don't have patience. Wow, are we are we that amazing? We're just that amazing. <laughs> it's an excruciating interview process, you know. That's what it is. Um, and you you know, it's like a full day of interviews. Um, what what you gonna do with yourself? How are you gonna handle yourself? <laughs> I think what happened was I didn't even have time to prep because I live with some of my cousins and they're always here. So with my significant other, I I like hazed him during the process. Like I was like the first one to, you know, make the joke so that no one else made the joke. She and was harsh. I, I was really harsh. She was and, harsh. And, you know, we dealt with that. And I'm not, I'm not that way anymore. But I know mm -hmm. why I was being that way. <laughs> it was it was my love language. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I know a lot of people that just don't, you know, communicate with their cousins like that. But... And when I mean intimate, it's like nobody can have any feelings about what's going to be said. And then, you know, when I walk into that apartment, I'm like, all right, it's go time. Like <laughs> anything can get thrown my way. Have I gotten the lotion in? Do I look ashy? What's up? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, that's what I mean by you bring that person to space. If my significant other like says something, you know, off the wall, it's like, honey, <laughs> we're about to go in. <laughs> honey. Bring your helmet, like bring your shoulder right? pads, bring everything. Yeah. That kind of made me realize that I kind of look for that in friends anyway. So, like, if I'm walking to my friend group, like, I'm always like, oh, no, my toes are out. I better have nail polish on it because somebody's going to call me out. <laughs> somebody's going to call out my knees if they're at, like, we kind of get on each other the same way that I would expect to, like, get on my cousin. So I'm like... If you can deal with this, you can deal with my cousin because they might respect you a little bit more. Because <laughs> other people would would kind of go in. We got manners, at least, you know. I, I hope. <laughs> we do. We do. All right, guys. Well, we want to thank you for talking about dating. You know, putting your business out there. The business was not out. You guys did great, and um. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. So this segment is called 
Unubio blog. So it's basically gonna be you, uh, someone telling a, like a quick little story about something funny in their childhood that's specifically relevant to your Haitian upbringing. Um, the mask that Lisa's showing is the Haitian mask that uh, Julian was traumatized by. So you might want to put that down. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> a leather one. It's a woman. I know which one you're talking about. I, I have the exact, because I think she was also a purse. Um, <clears throat> oh, yes. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> See, you know it. It's the same one. She grew up, she grew up in the same household. That's the one. <laughs> oh, yep, I remember that one. Yo, okay, and so, they have like 30 of those at the house. Okay, so, okay, so Julian's going to start the story. Y'all. They were huge. So tell us how the mask so, looks. So I came to Florida, and this was like my first introduction. I think this is like when my memory just kicked in, because I think this is my first memory. Um, <laughs> and you know these masks. The Haitians just have them all across their house. They're leather. They, like Soraya said earlier, they smell. No matter how old they are, they just have the same smell all the time from like year one to year 100. They're leather. They're like fresh leather. Say what? It's like fresh leather. The smellier, the the fresher. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You can tell what field that goat was killed from (laughs) by just sniffing the mints. But my cousins, who are semi-sort of evil, uh, they told me what that was, is they would make, like, death masks. And it was basically sculptures and layouts of people's faces that had died. And I was instantly terrified of them ever since. And my Aunt Lee had a very, you know, she had a house that you just don't touch anything. And it was just a very spooky house. It was just one of those spooky houses. And my cousins woke me up. They like to play games and stuff like that. And they said, oh, hey, we're going to go do, you know, whatever. We're going to sneak out the room and go play a video game or something stupid. So I had no idea how orchestrated this bullshit was where (laughs) they essentially said, oh, let's do this. I walked out the room. They shut the door behind me and lock it. And they don't let me back in the room. So I'm just standing there going, well, what the heck is going on? And then I see a light in the kitchen further down the hallway, like flickering on and on and off. Like just oh, on my and off. God. And I was just like, this is just not good. <laughs> so they have these masks. Uh, and I have like four or five cousins that were about older than me at that time. And what they did is they were all just hiding in corners. And they had them over their faces. And they were just like slowly walking towards me. And I had a full-on panic attack. I had a meltdown. I started to scream. I was just running all over the place. And it was, if you ever seen like those animals that are trying to escape from like a corner or something like that, and they just start bashing against things, that's what happened to me. And there was a window that was open because it's, you know, it's Florida. They keep the windows open and patients hate to have the AC on. So I see the window and I immediately just jump out of it like it was the one before. <laughs> and broke the the, the little bars at the bottom of it, broke the screen, broke all of it, cut myself up. I actually have a scar on my wrist because of it. And oh I God. started running down the street to where the street lamp was. So <laughs> fuck those masks. I <laughs> wish they had houses. video. If they had Snapchat back then, if they had any mm-hmm. of those that, modern day apps, that would have been a great vine. It would have been, oh man. <laughs> It is that why you're such a so butthole now? <laughs> or so is that why you were such a butthole growing up? This is what you think cousin duties were to like 
play mean pranks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have been a perfect older brother that has seen Greg <laughs> you're not, here by Ooh, You're not my older brother. No. I'm speaking from my experience, sir. <laughs> No, I don't like Right? I will say, in hindsight, I wouldn't be half the person I am today if you're a tough guy. So You'd I appreciate be you. One and a half more. <laughs> he suppressed half of you <laughs> through scaring oh, and bullying. Because of you, half of the person that he would have been. <laughs> I'm a lot more resilient now because of the shit I had to go through. I guess it's just a rite of passage, so keep that. All right, guys. We sincerely and truly appreciate you. You have no idea. Thank you for your patience, and thank you for being guest on our third podcast. What's the next one that we're going to be on? So thank you, guys.